Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Two Friday, my man Patrick Davis gets you local artists and where they'll be playing. And here's another good one. Patrick, who do we got and where will they be performing? This is the new single from Curtis Lee called Proof, and he is playing tonight at Geraldine's, and that's where I'm going to be hanging out later tonight where, after the show. Where's Geraldine's? Geraldine's is downtown, is part of a hotel, and then there's a nice kind of swanky little club in there, really oh, good sound nice. system. Curtis Lee, uh, amazing artist. You got to let me know because I got a buddy that's in town. His birthday's tomorrow, and uh, he came into town today. And if you're going to be downtown, to see if we can uh, slide up in there because this is smooth. Hey, right and here. I'll tell you, it's a favorite. Free show, man. Oh, that's my favorite. 95, nice swanky bar downtown. 95. I like that down there. Uh, my man Patrick Davis always doing a great job, as he always is capable of letting you know on 512 Friday. You can go to hornfm.com to find out more about the songs that he played and where all these artists will be performing. It's your boy Harbaugh Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And also hit us up on the Specs text line 512 337 3776. We had a great conversation today with my man Chip Brown. Rob Babers is in San Antonio uh, getting ready for the All American game. Their high school players are now getting coached up by our man, Rob Babers. He's always breaking down film and letting you know the tendencies. So now he's trying to help some of these other kids understand what it's all about. Uh, this weekend, we got playoffs that are getting ready to start. In, not playoffs, the final games of the regular season that have playoff implications. And I know a lot of people are trying to figure out what's going to happen. How do we make this happen? Who's going to play where? The Dallas Cowboys, uh, the, the, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the uh, the Bills, Jaguars, the Chargers, and, of course, the Dolphins are still sitting in there. But there's a lot of, of teams that are still fighting for that final playoff spot. Patrick, is there any team that you're hoping will get into the playoffs or not hoping And the scenario about a neutral site game if it gets to the championship because of the fact that the game between the Bills and the Bengals will not be made up? There's so many scenarios so that many. are there. I, yeah. I mean, in all reality, I think we're all rooting for the Lions, right? I would definitely be doing that. Unless you're a Packers or a Seahawks fan, you're rooting for the Lions. Uh, Everyone else like, man, come on. These guys came. They had such a bad – and, like, we all watched them last year because they were in all of those close games that would always take over. Yep. So you, that would be the, the – when everybody switched over, you'd see the end of Detroit Lions games, and they kept losing them. And yep. They just kept losing those games. They started to win those this year, and so it's just. I think everybody's on board with that. Uh, I and mean, nobody really likes Green Bay. Really, they don't like. Well, no, they like Green Bay, but they don't like Aaron Rodgers. No, I. Yeah, I think that's. It's just old. People don't necessarily. Unless it's your team, you're like, yeah. man, I've seen this. Yeah. I've seen this movie. Yeah, 
over and over again. Yeah, he's a bad man, and he told us. That's the other part, too. He told us, <laughs> just let it all play out. The oh. way that it's set up, it looks like we have a shot oh, to get into had like the playoffs. They had like a 3% chance to make the at playoffs. The time. yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh, no, he's done. He's, they're out. And they're playing at home. And they get, the, they get the game at home. So you are correct. Unless you are a, a Green Bay Packer fan, I believe, or like you said, Seattle, I believe that everyone should be rooting for the Detroit Lions because we were making fun of them early in the year about Dan Campbell and the kneecaps from last year. But then you start looking at what's happening now. The running back, Jamal, Jamal uh, Williams, He's up for some uh, yeah. big awards. Well, Not awards, but Jamal, money. I think Jamal Williams is the one that has just gotten all the touchdowns. Yeah. Which is just every game is just, hey, man, we're in the red zone. Let's give it to Jamal Williams. Yeah. And, hey, man, if you want, if you say we need somebody to fight for an extra yard, after yeah. hard knocks, I don't know how many people in the league I'd rather have <laughs> exactly. fight for that extra yard for the team. Because you got to believe in it. you got to <laughs> believe in it. Yeah. There, it, 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 it's good to see them going after. But I wanted to talk about this, too, because there's so many things that are going on in this last week of the season, and these are some of the things that we were talking about. Why do you guys feel like they need to play? What is the purpose? Do I need to go out there and do this? Do I need to go out there and do that? There are some incentives that are sitting there that are trying to be achieved. One of them is Justin Fields. Justin Fields needs 64 yards to set the NFL record for the most running y- running, rushing yards by a quarterback in, the, in, in a season. He's not playing. He's nope. got a hip injury. So he's, gonna, he's not going to break and, that and record. They're, and they're tanking. They're definitely trying to get – they're hoping that Houston wins tomorrow or yeah. Saturday, Sunday. I mean, even that, they don't want to move up and, and move even further up. Even if they get – they stay where they're at. They don't want to win another game and mess it up. Yep. Now, they're playing the Vikings. You shouldn't have to tank against the Vikings, right? You would think you, so. You should. You should. This team should be good enough that we're on out of like, oh, man, if Justin Fields plays, this terrible Bears right. team is going to So here's the other part of it. <laughs> I think they're in a good place because Nathan Peterman is going to be the starting quarterback in this game, and you know he's going to throw a pick six to somebody. He's like Shop. He's like Shop. He's going to throw a shop pick. Job? He's going to throw a pick for sure. <laughs> uh, Justin Jefferson needs 194 yards to set the NFL record for the most receiving yards in a season. Do you think that gets achieved? 194 yards. No. That means that they're going to keep throwing him the ball. I, I don't, and I think it loses something too if he does. Because you get an extra game and you had to do oh, 200 yeah. in the extra game to That's get true. it. That's Come true. on, man. You got an extra game and you had to get 200? You're 200 behind? So all of these these records or opportunities to have, uh, like Patrick Mahomes needs 429 yards passing to set the NFL record for the most passing yards in a season. Does he need to achieve that? No. And, I mean, again, all these have an asterisk, at least for the next few years, right. until some of these more. But they're they're playing an extra game. So there is something to be like, yeah, you beat it, but you were technically 400. Now, Justin Fields is amazing because he missed so many games during the season. Right. So his was, his his was really amazing yeah. because he would have done it in less games. Right. Uh, but, yeah, some of these other ones, you're like, man, you, you, had, you had time to do this. Okay. So here's the other part of it. This is where the financial situation comes into it. And I was talking about this. What are the incentives for guys to play? Yeah. They have incentives because financially – there is something for them to gain. Zay Jones, Austin, Texas, baby. Zay Jones needs two receptions to get to make a $250,000 bonus, and he needs 88 receiving yards 
to make a $500,000 bonus. So Zay Jones has an opportunity to make a, a cool 750 k tomorrow if certain things are achieved. Another person that is looking to make some money, and since Baker Mayfield has been there, he's done even better job, is Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby needs 13 yards receiving for a $500,000 bonus. Yeah, I think he gets that on the first drive. Come on now. I think they're going to try to get that to him on the first drive. Jamal Williams, our guy that we were just talking about, he needs six yards rushing to receive a bonus of $250,000. I think he gets that on the first drive. Uh, Khalif Raymond needs seven receptions for a $125,000 bonus, and he needs 50 receiving yards to receive another $125,000 bonus. That, that was not a given. That is not a given. Uh, Gerald Everett, tight end, needs five receptions for a $250,000 bonus. That That is a big-time move right there. So he needs five receptions. Another one of those guys that I think everybody understands it, and if he's capable, if the quarterback knows it, yeah. Justin Herbert, he's going to be looking for him all the way. Uh, DeAndre Carter needs two receptions for a $250,000 bonus as well. Christian Kirk, who we all questioned when he got his big-time signing bonus or big-time contract when he went to Jacksonville, needs two receptions for a $500,000 bonus in 91 yards for another $500,000 bonus. So he has a chance to make a million dollars on Saturday night. Think about that. And if he comes up short on either a reception or he's right there at the yardage, Man, that is don't Ooh. don't don't <laughs> hey man, don't cash that check yet. Don't no. don't be writing checks yet. Yes. That is that is something to be paying attention to. So if for everyone that was trying to figure out what reason do these guys have to play, if they're out of the playoffs or they have something else that's happening, that's why. The financial gain that they could possibly yeah. get during this time. And, and I mean a lot of these guys too know, hey man, I need to put you know, we talked about the bowl game. Yep. Hey, man, put something else on film because you're a free agent after this year. You're renegotiating. Or, Absolutely. man. Or, you know, hey, man, if you're one of these teams, like you're on Washington, and you got a contract, you're fine. Man, you know, there's a good chance Ron Rivera ain't there next year. Right. There's a good chance you have new owners coming up. You may you may have – there may be a big seismic shift, and even though you got a contract, they may be trying to move you. They yep. may be trying to bench you. They Very may be fair. trying to mess with you. So – Everything you can do to prove that you're on the right side of these teams and prove to your teammates, prove to your coaches that you're the guy. And honestly, you don't make it this level if you don't want to play and win every game. Right? You don't. You don't make it to that level of yeah, sports. Yeah, you're not. You're not a. You don't get to the NFL by just being halfway. No, you go all in. And no, that's you what are you competitive people who it don't yep. matter. You could have said all week you don't care. The second that guy catches a pass on the other side, you're like, well, I got to beat him now, don't I? Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. Now I got to make something else happen. So. This is this is one of those things that it's just like right. man, this is fun. Let me ask you though. So the Cowboys right now are they're not in the we all we, we agreed earlier. If you would have told us at the beginning of the season, or especially when Dak went down, that they'd be fighting for the number one seed when we saw how well the Eagles were playing. No, I would have never you, thought we that. wouldn't believe it. No. Now, granted, they are going up against they need two things to happen that are both fourteen point spreads. Right. I couldn't believe that either. Uh, I, the Giants technically have a shot. We know Jalen Hurts was listed as questionable. Everybody say he's trending towards playing. 
So if he plays, it's going to be much harder for the Giants. If Gardner Minshew plays, real chance right. that uh, that they, the Giants could win this. Is there any shot that the Cardinals beat the 49ers? Ah. Any shot? You know, some people always ask about the snowball chance in hell. Yeah. That is definitely a snowball chance in hell <laughs> for them to beat them because, you know, as you brought up yesterday, Patrick, and I thought it was perfect, Cliff Kingsbury may be out of there, so he yeah. may not even care right now. I mean, he's going to go out there and compete. We don't know. I hadn't looked at the injury report. I didn't hear of Colt McCoy. I hadn't seen it on anything that Colt McCoy was going to be it. That means Trace McSurley is going to be the quarterback. I didn't do all the things that I just read you. I didn't see DeAndre Hopkins' name needing an incentive, so I don't know how much he really wants to play. I will give you one thing the Cardinals are playing for. This is J.J. Watt's last game. Yeah. I mean, that ain't a lot, but hey, this defense may try. This defense. J.J. hadn't been a – he hadn't been a Cardinal long enough. You don't don't think the fraternity of football players – We'll be looking out, and at least this defensive line, some of these defended players will play with an extra step to be like, hey, man, we got to help our brother here. Like, everything he and did. And it's a divisional and game. And he never got a ring, and he came here to win, and yeah. we didn't do garbage while he was here. Yeah, and and again, to your point, I mean, they're sitting there. They're, it's a divisional game, and we all know that divisional games are a little bit tougher uh, as they go on. But there, I just I, I don't see it. I don't you see really it. need so it's basically you need Brock, Brock Purdy to have the most rookie moment of any rookie moment. Throw like six, seven picks in this game. No, good <laughs> point. Oh, that's right. Thank you, legalize it. He said he thinks David Blau is going to be the starting quarterback. Okay, for yeah. Arizona. So yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. Once we're once we're, I mean even when we say Colt, it doesn't really matter. Right, right. Unless it's Kyler Murray, it really diminishes the shots. <laughs> that's of this very true because that Arizona team was pretty much entirely built around it. I mean, I'm holding out hope. Uh, we'll, we'll all have our TVs on it. No doubt. We'll all be watching with it because, you know, we're all hoping the Cowboys can get that one seed. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Eagles game, too, is a big – just because if you can win that division, right? that's big. Yeah, that's that that's huge. And speaking of that, we want to talk a little bit about the, the AFC championship scenario. And this has been one of the things that everybody's been talking about. They had a special league meeting uh, for a resolution from the competition committee. And here are some of the scenarios. Uh, The AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an an unequal number of games and both have a number one seed. Wait, and both have been the number one seed and hosted a game at all AFC clubs have played the full 17-game schedule. So here it is right here. Scenario number one, Buffalo and Kansas City both win or both tie. A Buffalo and Kansas City championship game will be played at a neutral site. Scenario two, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties. A Buffalo and Kansas City championship game would be played at a neutral site. Scenario number three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game will be played at a neutral site. So here's my question because the two teams that are really uh, a part of this right now, the three teams, Buffalo, Kansas City, and, of course, Cincinnati. So what seems to be the situation is, Kansas City will lose a if a championship game at home at Arrowhead, where we all know it's tough. Buffalo will lose a championship game to host 
where we both where we all know it's tough yeah. to win in Buffalo, but then you're also looking at how Cincinnati they're the ones that are being messed up out of this thing as well. Yeah, I saw Zach Taylor came out today and was like, "Man, we just wanted how it was supposed to be done by percentage. If a game's right. canceled, you still by percentage, right?" And I, I get why the Chiefs would be a little perturbed with that. Because like, they weren't even involved in the game. Like, we had to beat our play sales up one more game than y'all did. And y'all, right. Y'all going to. Right. And you're going to take this game away from y'all us? Y'all going to hurt us with it? Yes. And you know as well as I do, if you get a home game in Arrowhead, that is that is wild. Yeah. Well, it, Cincinnati and Buffalo. Yeah. Those people have gone. Buffalo has gone through a ton this year. A whole lot of snowstorms. They had to go on the road and play in Detroit. They just had a player collapse on the field and now was fighting for his life and now he seems to be in a better place. And they went on the road play, came back, and they were still in a blizzard. They had the shooting in Buffalo earlier this year. There were so many things that have gone where the football field is where all those people love to be. And if you know anything about the Buffalo Bills Mafia, I've hung out with them. They're pretty intense, bro. They are pretty intense. You gotta be intense a little up there, man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. Get when out we of saw them shoveling their cars out, right? I'm like, come on now, right? <laughs> I don't want to deal with none of that. So all these scenarios are 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 fun, and you're still trying to figure it out. And we understand the reason why we have those scenarios, but man, that's very unfortunate for a lot of those players and the teams that they were doing because of that. Man, it's it's one of those situations where you didn't never ever want to see that. Uh, I want to switch gears real quick and go back to the uh, college game. We just had the conversation just a little while ago about game, the national championship game and the ticket prices and how outrageous the ticket prices are. Not only did they take away the fact that you're not going to be able to tailgate out there and have a good time. I think they, somebody said it was a city ordinance. You are now putting yourself in a position to where the tickets for the games have now gotten so out of control, it's not even fun. You, How can you afford it? A team like TCU, who have been – you didn't really think that they were going to make it to the championship. And the school is probably thinking, we'll never play for it. We'll yeah. never play for it. They're there now. And everybody's trying to get to California. We already know how expensive California is. And it said, as of Thursday afternoon, the least – least expensive ticket for the college football championship has ranged from 350 to 400 bucks some tickets in the lower bowl has surpassed $8000 now there's other tickets that are in there fans wanting the VIP and suite experience have to shell out $225000 for tickets to this game Surprisingly, the most tickets that have been purchased were from Texas, California, and Georgia. Texas, 37%. California, 19%. And Georgia, 7%. Well, I mean, Georgia Georgia had that money already allocated at the beginning of the season. You know, Georgia, yeah, TCU, you, you weren't saving for a national title game right. ticket prices at right. the beginning of the season. Now, I mean, it's crazy. The secondary ticket market, at some point— there's going to have to be some regulations, regulations put, on it, yeah. put on it because it's just getting out of hand. We talked about with the Alamo Dome last time, and people are like, oh, the tickets weren't that bad. You're like, they are now. Right. And there's a ton of them up for sale. They are awful. And, and so it's 
like when you see it without the tailgate, and then another part of going to California is, man, you need to make sure your hotel is in the right part of town. Yeah, because you can if you don't know where you're going, you just go, hey man, I'll just get a hotel over over here. It seems cheaper. Very much might so. end up in some problems. Uh, might when the Uber won't come over there and get you. You know, it's like, right. oh no, no, why can't I get an wrong, Uber? You're in the wrong part of town. <laughs> you're in the wrong part of town. But yeah, it's. I mean, I think when you said the upper deck, it sucks to pay that much. But if I was TCU, if that was my team. I might pay that three fifty four hundred to sit in the nosebleeds just to be there. Yeah, I mean, I'm the type of guy. I've been lucky enough to go to enough games and do enough cool things in my life that now I'm a I'll watch it on TV guy much more than, yeah, I, yeah, than I used yeah, to be. Yeah, in yeah, my yeah. younger days. Yeah, but if you were if you were a guy that wants to be at that game, I, you know, I don't think I think four hundred is right where you want to be. Once we start getting to eight hundred dollars for upper deck, yeah, you're starting to lose me. But that's that's that four hundred dollars where you're behind the field goal post. And it's you're up there, but I, I get so far. It's supposed to be nice. It's new. Yeah, you got that big screen. You can see everything. Just like Jerry World, where you're not going to be paying attention to what's happening on the field. You're going to be looking <laughs> at that screen that's up at the top. But I, I'm with you on that because you just had that conversation yesterday about you trying to go to the Alamo uh, Bowl to watch um, the Alamo Dome. Excuse me, not the Alamo Bowl, but the Alamo Dome to watch your Spurs take on the Golden State Warriors in a game next Friday, Friday the 13th. Yep. And it seems like those ticket prices have kind of gotten a little bit outrageous. And as you said, you can find some seats at a decent price, but you're in a nosebleed section and you're not even able to see it. As we talked about here at, at UT in the Moody Center, there's not a bad seat in the house. You no. can actually enjoy it. In some of the other arenas, even in, in San Antonio at the Spurs, it's not a bad seat in the house. Even if you're in the nosebleed, you still got a quality seat. Yeah, no, I've I've gone to playoff games for the Spurs and sat upper upper deck, you know, a few rows from the top. And it, you get a little dizzy up there. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, no, it's still, you can see everything has happened. I saw plenty of times the refs made terrible calls from my seat up there. Yeah. So I can tell you, <laughs> you had a great that view. you can see. Ah, you can't see it. But I've also gone to games at Alamo Dome when I was a younger man, and you, you, it's far enough away that you're like, there's places in there that you can't watch a game, and so tickets should be cheaper. But that goes back to the secondary market, yep. and these guys now will just buy up every ticket and then try and resell them at a jacked up price. Uh, I hope, I hope the TCU fans are going to be able to get in there and uh, get their tickets because, uh, you know, hopefully as a Texas fan, that's a once in a lifetime thing for them. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they don't get to do that anymore. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm glad that I get to watch it on my couch from my crib and yep. I have to pay those tickets. Uh I know there'll be an opportunity sometime soon that we'll get a chance to go and, and uh be at a national championship game, hopefully for the University of Texas. But if not, we'll we'll go and enjoy ourselves another time. But it's a big, big uh ask of people that aren't prepared to pay that kind of money, but you really want to go your team. So I guess it would be a bucket list type of deal. If this is it and you think this might be your only time as a TCU fan, I think you'll shell out that money and work the way back to it. But I I had some friends that were Alabama uh, alums, and we were talking about it when actually when Chip and I were at the national championship game, and they told me that they got to the point where they had to balance out how they wanted to go and support their team yeah. because they were going so much. Think about it. They were going so much. They were always in the uh, championship game. Then they were going to the, the SEC championship game. Then they were going to the college football playoffs semifinal, and then they were going and playing in the national championship game. I just told you the prices 
of some of these games. Yeah. And they were like, okay, do we just want to go to one of these games? Are we going to plan for two? Because there's no way we're going for two. Yeah, I know Alabama fans, as much as they are mad uh, yeah. that they were not in the college football playoff, have got to be like, whew, not in the SEC championship. Man, I saved thousands of dollars this year. I don't know yep. how I did it. No doubt. No I, doubt. And I, say, I, I have some friends, uh, and one of their kids goes to Alabama, and I was hanging out with him uh, over the holidays, and he was still pretty adamant that Alabama was the best team in college football and definitely should have been in the play. <laughs> I was like, man, you guys need to, you need guys need to let it go. Yep. You, not every, you don't get to be here every year, guys. Yeah. Not every year. That, that's true. That's true. But, but you think about it, when has it not been with one of those teams from the SEC being in a championship? Oh, they're always there. They're always there. It's expensive. It is very expensive, but I'm sure I want to be in that category. I want to be in that. Hey, as someone who, sits gets, to, someone who likes to watch the game at home, I am fine with the cost. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and spend that Free money. 99 where you can walk in and get what you need. Hey, go man. To the hey, man. Concession stands. We go right to the concession stand yeah. in the fridge. And the bathrooms are right there yeah. for you. You don't have to wait in a line. You're good to go. But I, I do want to be a part of that group to where it's saying, ah, I need to figure out if we're going to go to the championship game, yeah. the semifinal game, or the national championship game. I like the, I like my opportunities yeah. with that one. No, I like that better. Then I can start hitting up my friends and just yeah. be like, hey, man, you getting that sweet? Exactly. <laughs> do you know somebody that knows somebody? Use some of those connections. Man, th- this is going to be fun. We have a lot to, more to talk about. We'll obviously talk a lot more about it on Monday when we break it all down as the game will be Monday night. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this Texas basketball game. They're going to take on Oklahoma State, and we're going to break down that. And the ladies. The ladies will be there as well. They're going to play right after the day-night doubleheader in Stillwater. As me and my man Patrick Davis roll on right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Headbanger on 512 Fridays on Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick Davis plays a lot of artists from the Austin area that you can go and check out. Patrick, who is this? This is Pearl Z, and she is playing Saturday at Cheer Up Charlie's part of Free Week. Okay, okay. Make sure you go to hornfm.com to find out more details. He's got a list up there of all the artists that he's played, and we got one more, right, before we get out of here? Oh, no, we got no more. This is the last one. It's the last artist, so make sure you go to hit What's on tap? Oh, yeah, that's right. So make sure y'all hit it up and and look at hornfm.com so you can find out more. And if you liked any of these bands, go out there and check them out. And some of them are free 99, the best way to go. Hey, a lot of them this week. It's free week down there. You can see there is a bunch of big shows happening downtown if you want to go check out music. Because it's free week and basically so the cultural district that's down there and all the clubs get together. And they pay a bunch of money because they're like, look, no one one ever used to go out. This used to be a huge dead period after the holidays. And so they basically... Put all their money together and like, hey, let's go pay all these bands to play free shows for us. 
and then you know we'll get some of the younger ones. We'll give chances to some of these other bands. If they draw well, then we'll know we'll book them all year long. Nice. But you get all-star lineups at a lot of these shows happening tonight and tomorrow night down on Red River yep. that you wouldn't normally get to see, and they're all free. Nice, nice. Got to love it, man. Get out there and check it out. It's a good time had by all. But let's talk about this Texas basketball team as they make their trip to Stillwater. They're taking on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a team, when you look at them on paper, um, there's not much to desire initially. When you look at how many points they score per game, they're only scoring 71 points per game, but they're giving up 61.9. They shoot 37% from three-point line, I mean 33% from three-point land, but they hold their opponents to just 28% from three-point three land, and they play good defense. They, 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 they get after it. They have a lot to desire, uh, but when you watch them play, is this something that puts fear in your heart? They're 6-1 and one at home, by the way, just, just so everybody no, they're, knows. They're hot right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm – I think right now we're all just wanting to see what this team does. Mm-hmm. We're wanting to see how they respond to the news that Chris Beard is is officially fired. Mm-hmm. We're wanting to see how they respond to just getting embarrassed at home in front of your home crowd. You got to go on the road. It's an 11 a.m. game, so you know, are you able to get up on the road and and be ready to go? There's a lot of questions. This is one where it's hard to really predict. Yep. What's going to happen? Because they come out and let Oklahoma State just run right over them. And, you know, we'll talk because Marcus Carr has that amazing game. Mm-hmm. And then I text you during the Oklahoma game. We're watching. We're like, man, he's dribbling again. He's just dribbling yep, again. Yep, yep. And you want to see. It's like, all right, if Rodney Terry is going to be the coach right now, I expect this offense to look better. Yeah. I just don't want the defense to completely go away. I know Rodney Terry's identity is not as as tethered to defense as Chris Beard's was. So I expect the, the the strategy to change a little bit, but you need to be able to go, hey man, I want to see you hold them to under 70. Right. And I want to see you be able to go out there and show that Tyrese Hunter can shoot again, Marcus Carr can shoot, and go, hey man, they're holding other teams to poor three-point shooting. But we're going to hit ours. We're going to let Sir Jabari Rice go at the end of the game when everybody's tired and he can use his deliberate style of play <laughs> yeah. to get in there. I like the way you put that in there. And then finish strong. Uh, you did it against Oklahoma where you finished and you didn't have a clean game, but you finished strong, you finished out, and you got the win. You need to go ahead and do that again on the road at Oklahoma State, and it will do a lot to temper everyone here in Austin's uh, anxiety. Needing, yeah. anxiety yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we need to hire – we need to go spend. We you know that money we just saved from Chris Beard. Go spend it right now. Right, go right. get a new coach. No coaching search. Nothing. Go get one of the guys who's available right now, and let's just shake everything up. Even though we got seniors that are going to be gone, and they're not going to learn a new system, and it throws away this year basically if you get a new coach. And I know. Texas I know people think lost, it doesn't, but yeah. And, and Texas only lost two games this year. I mean, we're not yeah. in a panic mode. And one of them was overtime, right? But the other part of it, I guess, the trending area that everybody's alarmed with is the defensive intensity. My man Chip Brown was talking about that. Rod's talked about it. You've talked about it. You actually have a front row seat to yeah. all the games at home, so you get a chance to see it and understand what is being brought. But we've all talked about it, and everybody's going to be all eyes on this game tomorrow because they want to see what's going to happen moving forward. But I also believe that in that locker room with those seniors and those guys that have – that understand this is some of them is their last shot and they had the aspirations of being a champion. They need to go in there and have that same intensity starting tomorrow morning. Well, actually it started 
this week when it all happened. They had to make the adjustments right after that. And then Rodney Terry calling his group in, calling his coaches in, assigning yep. everyone and understanding each other's roles. Because we've talked about it all the time. We always talk about making the players understand what their role is. Well, now you're reorganizing the coaching staff, and now they need to understand what their roles are going to be. Yeah, uh, the coaches are going to have to figure out where they're going to be at because it was. I mean, Rodney Terry was the associate head coach, but he was in charge of scouting the other teams, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to lose that as a head coach because you want to do some scouting, but you cannot focus on the other team. You need to focus on your team more now team. as a head yeah. coach, which means now you got to find out who is going to be in charge of scouting these other teams more. How much are we going to put on our graduate assistants and – how much are we going to, you know, is Craig Stogden going to step back more into a coaching role? Yep. Uh, He's you know, been sitting on the bench the last, has, last game. So. Big men, shooting yep. uh, guards. How are we going to get these guys to play? Who is going to be making sure our defense and we is watching our guys defensively, watching off the ball, watching on the ball, just to make sure it flows like a well-oiled machine. It takes the entire staff. And so to see what they can do, and then for me it's just it's about accountability. I can say I know Marcus Carr took the accountability in this offseason. He came in back in much better shape. Way better shape. And you can tell the parts of his game that has helped a lot, that he's in much better shape and he's just – his cardio's better. He's lost some weight. Yep. And this stuff, like they, they, they have a really good uh, workout regimen yep. and, and exercise first, deep thing conditioning. Like they're really yep. good at Texas. But to you do that on the offseason to come back in better shape is a huge difference. And it's like you got guys like Marcus Carr who have been around – have had to do a lot, had to leave home of Canada when he came down and played around. <clears throat> Tyrese Hunter, is he's a sophomore, but he's already had to make a big decision and move from Iowa State to Texas. Timmy Allen, we know what he's been through in his personal life. Yep. Yeah, he was raised by a single mother who passed away when he was a young man, yep. and he had to take over. Like These guys have been through real adversity, so this adversity should be able to put them in a place where they go, hey, man, I've done this before in my life. I have to take personal accountability. I believe in Rodney Terry, and I believe he believes in me, but I need to believe in me, yep. and I need to make myself good. Self-motivation, man. And I need to get Dylan Mitchell, I need to get Arterio Morris, and we need to get them on board to just make sure they keep improving this season. So we talk about good cop, bad cop. If Rodney Terry's got to be bad cop, the players need to be good cops sometimes too. Right. Sometimes the players need to come in and lift up each other, go, hey, man, we're in it for ourselves right now because – we, we ain't transferring after this year. We got no eligibility left. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is going to be a big step tomorrow. So when, when you're watching this team, what are two things that you think will make a difference in, in them getting the victory tomorrow? Uh, I mean, we're going to see if they can protect the basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma State, as a team that doesn't shoot necessarily well, is going to try and exploit the lack of a rim protector. We don't know if Christian Bishop's going to play or not yet. Right. We know Dylan DeSue's been limited uh, since he had that knee hyperextension or whatever it was uh, a week or two ago. So uh, it's going to be big what they can be able to do protecting the rim or at least staying in front of guys. Right. Uh, Like just not making it so these guys can get layup after layup on you. That one is a huge one for me. And then are you going to be able to get three pointers and hit them? Yep. This team is built with Tyrese Hunter, Jabari Rice, Marcus Carr. You're now built to shoot threes. You're built for those guys to be able to do that. Now, they can create, but when they try and create, people ball watch. So you want to be able to create, get open, move without the ball, and that's how you get open threes. If you can get those and hit them, then this team can have a better offensive identity moving forward. Well, here's one of the biggest things that I'm going to to look at when I watch this game 
um, tomorrow morning. I'm going to look at the defensive side of the ball. How are they moving yep. on the defensive side? Are they impeding the other team's progress? And what I mean by that is if you watch them, if they pass the ball and they get a chance to get it back, they're running to wherever they want to. They're not getting hit when they're walking by. They're not, getting, they're not having to run through screens because it's not as aggressive as it once was. So that is something that I'm going to be paying attention to. And then I want to see exactly if Texas gets down – how are they rebounding from it? Not yeah. rebounding the basketball, but rebounding emotionally. Yes. They, they lost their head coach yesterday, but now they're having to go in there and grow up and be ready to go. And again, it's more about how do we adjust through adversity. Yeah, and I mean, if we talk about that K-State game, if they had made adjustments in the first half, Yep. Then that game doesn't end up the way it is. Correct. But they made adjustments at halftime, and it was too late at that point to make the runs and be able to withstand the next runs from K State. You just had to make a run there at the end of that first half and get it back to single digits. They weren't able to do that, and it became just a a hard, a too a hill too big to climb. But I'm with you on that. It's going to be how do they react in the moment? It do they let it get to 16 points, or do they keep it at eight? And all of a sudden, you come back and you go ahead and play it. Now, hopefully, they go out and never, never are behind. Right. But if they do, I agree with you. And if you're playing and you get up 16 points and they make a run, do you stop the run and build it back out to 16? Or do you go, oh, man, they're coming back. Uh, it was just it was a fluke. Yeah. They're going to have to go in there and be a physical basketball team, set the tone early, and to your point, if they get behind, I want to see how Rodney Terry uses his timeouts. Yep. In that situation, and what are he they they're talking about on the during the timeouts during those moments where yeah. you can see things starting to go one way or opposed to going to the other. This game is there for them to win. I I expect them to win by how much I don't know. I think that that cloud that was over it is going to be it's relieved for right now. But you're also going into a hostile Gallup, Gallagher, Gallagher Iba Arena where. Those fans know everything that's been going on here at the university, and they have this opportunity to let everyone else know what's going on. And those players feel very confident that they should be ranked higher than Texas. They feel confident that they're a better team than Texas, and they should be in there. They're going to be competing. So as long as you're going into that, you know that you have to have the confidence that you're the better team. And I don't think they had that on Tuesday. They need to have it on Saturday. Yeah, and I heard that conversation earlier. I think Vic Schaefer was on with uh, Light the Tower. Maybe it was yesterday. It had to be yesterday where he was talking about, you know, you want to go in there because you got the burnt orange on and everybody wants to give you their best shot. No matter whether people want to believe it or not, if they don't think it's real, I don't care if you don't think it's real, it's real. Those teams are coming after you and they're coming to leave their mark. The women play tomorrow night as well. Roy Harmon uh, had the uh, fourth triple-double in UT history. They're going to be playing hard tomorrow. Since she's been back, this team has taken off. She is the the bona fide leader of this team, and I hope that they can go out there and do the same thing. When we come back, we're going to let you know what's on tap. I guess a lot of basketball is going to be in this conversation as well. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been known to drink a beer or two. 
think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already five o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... mm. We had a great day on 512 Friday. My man Patrick did a great job. I want to thank my man Chip Brown for coming in and sitting in. Uh, our man Rob Babers got a little highlight on on uh, Twitter. I just retweeted it. He's out there coaching up the DV, Ooh, DVs. Mike Roach of Horns 24-7 was there. Got a video of Rob coaching some people up. So, Good times for Rob Babers. He'll be back on Monday. We'll be highlighting and talking about what happened over the weekend. Playoffs will be set in the NFL. We'll be preparing for the college football national championship game as TCU takes on Georgia in in SoFi in California. My man Patrick and I will be trying to figure out what's going on with the University of Texas basketball game as they play tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. You just heard Craig Way talk about it. You can hear it all right here on 104.9 and across the ARN networks. Make sure the pregame starts at 1030. 1030 a.m. And I'm sure Craig's going to have a lot to talk about. And he'll be on there as again as well because you're going to hear it again later on tomorrow night. Because he's gonna have to be move over to one hundred five three the bat and uh, do the women's basketball game exactly. Hey, but at least he don't have to travel. That's no the thing. He's gonna ride up on the men's charter, ride back on the women's charter. He's got it figured out. My <laughs> man's gonna have a good time. Patrick, what you got? I know you're gonna go listen to some music tonight, but what's your big plans for the weekend? Hey, man, we're gonna watch a lot of NFL Week eighteen NFL action. Gonna watch all of those games, and then tonight I will be at Geraldine's, Curtis Lee doing his single release. Uh, I believe the show starts at ten. It is free. If you want to come down and say, hey, that's where I'll be at. No doubt about it. My man's going to be out there having a good time. I might try to find you this t- this weekend or tonight. I got a buddy in town. It's his birthday. Shout out to my man, Duncan Brown. It will be his birthday tomorrow. My man, Freddie Newton, guys that I grew up with. They've been my brothers since I was 10 years old. We have been together, riding together ever since then, and we stay in touch daily. Just happened to be in town this weekend enjoying oh. his birthday in Austin. You best believe I'm going to be hanging out with him oh, just, as just well. Try, just staying out of trouble, right? I'm definitely going to be staying out of trouble. Yeah, Harge never gets in no trouble. No way. If you know anything about <laughs> me, you know I stay out of trouble. Patrick, as always, great week. You did a great job as always. And just remember this, everything that happens this weekend, put Peyton Hillis in your prayers and still keep uh, DeMar Hamlin in your prayers because they're not out of the woods. They're both fighters. They're doing well. DeMar is breathing on his own. They took the tube out of his throat last uh, last night, and now he's been able to talk to his teams. He did FaceTime his team and say, I love you, boys. So that's outstanding. That's got to be And big. that's great. And special shout-out to those doctors that yeah. put in a ton of work to make sure that that man was okay. Um it's been a great week, man. I can't wait till next week. We're going to do it all again next week. Enjoy hey, we your weekend. We got a national championship game on Monday. We got a national championship game on Monday. We got basketball. Make sure you tune in next week from starting in the morning with B&E to Light the Tower to Chad and Zay. And then, of course, Ball Don't Lie. Just remember this. Don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Peace.